0: What's up Grizz Nation, welcome to the show, it is Dave and Isaac here back with the post show, the Memphis Grizzlies lose, yes you heard me correctly, they lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder after a 73 point beatdown in the last matchup, yes OKC was missing some key parts of their team in that matchup, but there's still no excuse for the Grizzlies losing this game to the Thunder, this is the Sports Ethos Grizzlies podcast by the way, Isaac, what are your thoughts on tonight's game, man?
1: Yeah, man, it, it, a tough one tonight, man, especially uh, you, you dropped one last night. You had kind of this two-game homestand back-to-back, and it's kind of revenge games for both teams. Uh, Grizzlies had beat Portland earlier in the week. Portland comes back and, and gets the victory last night. And they had a 73-point beatdown Oklahoma City Thunder last time they were here in Memphis. And they had some guys out. Of course, Jay Gillis-Alexander wasn't playing in that game, and a couple other guys were out as well. But you shouldn't lose to this basketball team. But you knew – you knew they were going to come out with for renewed effort. Team kicks your ass by 73 points, NBA record. You're going to come out and, and play hard. But this Grizzlies team, again, should not should not lose to this basketball team. And they, they came out early. I uh, Had a lot of injury early, man. The return of John Morant, 12 back in the building. Uh, looked like it was going to be, I think it was like, they were out to like 16-3 to three or something like that. At one point, you're like, man, this is going to be a another round. And outside of that, man, it, it just seems like into that second quarter, the Grizzlies just kind of let their foot out foot out the grass, man. They just, just ball ball moving stop, man. Defensive rotations were terrible. No communication on defense, man. Bad shots and and down the stretch, man. I mean, it was just atrocious, uh, down stretching stretch in that fourth quarter and critical moments of the game, man. Lazy passes, turnovers, oh, man. just oh. just a a rough night, man, and a and a tough night, especially when you got this three game road trip looming, man. You had you got a couple of days off and you got Gold State Warriors on Thursday. You back in Sacramento on Sunday. You know they're gonna he kind of looking to bounce back at the Grizzlies, just beat them in a de- de- depleted manner um, on this past Sunday, and then the Phoenix Suns on a back-to-back on Monday. So a tough road trip. Uh Maybe you can can kind of kind of get one of those games, try to find a way to go two and one on that trip to get one of these back. But tough loss, man. To look to go zero and two on this homestand in two games that you were pretty much heavily favored in.
0: Yeah the the pass there at the end that SGA ended up stealing. That you know. yeah. Just, just put some put some zip on the ball and he doesn't have freaking time to get to it there were so many times i'm watching him throw those passes i'm like what the hell are you doing man
1: we're at the, the jump ball when he just gets the, the uncontested dunk i was like man how does how does that happen like if anybody on their no team. no
0: communication man,
1: yeah how do you no. lose lose sga on, on a play like that the best player on the team reverend said it on the on the broadcast like out of anybody that you lose mm-hmm. contain on it can't be him and I, I don't know, man. That's just, a, just tough, man. Just a tough night. They're going to be some of these, but it still hurts, man, when, when, when this happens. Seems that you know you shouldn't, don't have any business losing to it. You're better than. It, it, it's just a tough loss, especially seeing the situation they're in After losing last night, and like I said, just this three-game West Coast road trip coming up, man. It's it just a tough spot to go 0-2, man. They just got to find a way to bounce back, dodge back. They got a couple days off uh, to kind of work on some things. But, uh, man, I mean, this is one that, just didn't need to
0: drop tonight. Yeah, and you know, I I saw people talking about the, the whistles and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into that a whole lot because it, that that, it, that, no, that was some questionable stuff. Yeah,
1: it was bad, but I mean, that's not the reason why they lost the game. He, not you, at all. You
0: cannot shoot 38 from the field. Yeah,
1: second night in a row. They, and they, and they expect to win. You can't.
0: D- Dylan Brooks was. Pre-bubble Dylan, like, you know, he signed that contract and then he had a skid there where he was just bad, um, you know, like taking shots early in the shot clock that were contested. you know, That deep that three that he took vision.
1: air ball. I mean, yeah, was I, mean,
0: I, I love Dylan Brooks. I gas him up on this show a ton. I, I like what he brings to this team. I think that if he is off of this roster, that this team is significantly worse. But nights like tonight, it's easy to see why he still has haters because you cannot the, – the, the tunnel vision is the bad. Like, that's the thing. I feel, You feel like he is turning the corner and he's getting out of that because he'll make some passes. And, you will ha- he'll have games where he has five or six assists and he's looking for his teammates, looks really good. And then you'll have nights like last night and tonight where he was scored all costs, Dylan. And if he is on, that's fine because he can fill it up. You know, he can put up 37, 38, 40 points. But if he's not on like he is tonight, then you're nine for 23 with 19 points. And, you know, it's never just one person. But some of those decisions that he made, especially some of the decisions he made late in the game, could have very well just cost him the game.
1: And and to add to that, it it kind of leaked over to the defensive end. Uh, He didn't play particularly well on the defensive end of the night, either. Uh, and that's really costly. When he's, he's taking bad shots, when he's not making those shots, the shots that someone else can get, then he's giving up offense on the on the other end, not playing good defense. That's double issue. We haven't had a lot of these, but this back-to-back game's here, man. This He, he wasn't particularly good last night and struggled again tonight, especially, like you said, down the stretch. A lot of questionable shots he made took and the co- questionable decisions that he made down the stretch, I mean, you, you hate to see that because, again, we've talked so much about how he's matured and, and turned the corner, but every now and then, man, you'll get a couple of these and that's what we got tonight. Um, big night for Shea Gillis and Alexander, 23 points uh, for him. And Josh giddy everybody knows how big of a Josh Giddey fan I was coming to the draft. Probably his best night as a pro, 19 points 11 assists for him. He really gave the Grizzlies problems and jaw with his size uh, in, in the pick and roll. they really had, a, had trouble guarding him tonight. Uh Darius Bazley was a force all night uh, for him, At 10.7 rebounds, four blocks off the bench. It seemed like he was blocking everything, block party for, for Darius Baisley here tonight. So, I mean, just, just a tough loss. And, again, man, you knew this team was going to come in and play well. The Grizzlies had a tough game last night on the back-to-back. But not an excuse, man. These NBA guys, you got to play back-to-backs. And, yeah, I mean, you can kind of look at that and, and, and say that's part of the problem. But execution, uh, I think, on both ends of the floor tonight was – just not there. And especially down the stretch, they just kind of fell apart. And that's not something that we've seen from this Grizzlies team a lot, especially here lately.
0: Yeah, you know, that's. This is not an excuses loss to me. Like, I'm not listening to any of them. There was not enough effort in this game from the Grizzlies, and especially when it mattered. When, you know, when you get down to the end of the game, they were still in this thing. We saw some of this early in the season, right? Like, so that they would have games where they were getting torched and there was just no effort. They, they were not out there working and they got beat by the other team. And that's what happened. This game was closer. They didn't get blown out. But the fact of the matter is they're significantly better than this Oklahoma City Thunder team. This is as bad as a blowout. You, you should not lose to this team. Yes, it's the NBA. Any given night, any team can beat anybody, yada, yada, yada. But tonight was just bullshit. They, they had zero effort, lackadaisical passes, no offensive execution, no ball movement. So many things that you can point to outside of, you know, you want to go to the referees, you want to talk about the, the free throw differential 28 uh, free throw attempts from the Oklahoma City and only th- the, from the Thunder. Yeah, plus, only 13, plus 15. Only 13 from the Grizzlies. So, we, yeah yeah that's a discrepancy there but that's not the game. reason they lost the
1: game at all if,
0: if you don't throw a bullcrap pass there at the end of the game let sga run away with it and make those free throws you're still in the game put a little zip on you, you throw a lazy pass in a close game and a guy you know you even though he wasn't playing you just beat this team by 73 they're not gonna lay down like they they're like they're up for this game, and you have to know that going into this game, and it didn't appear like the Grizzlies did tonight. It just just one of those days, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just let the Oklahoma City, outside of that first quarter, Oklahoma City just imposed their will uh, on the team and dictate the pace, and, and, and the Grizzlies, I mean, you just shouldn't allow it. I mean, the Grizzlies are just better team from top to bottom. It's not even a, a comparison, like, and to let this team come in and beat you, especially again, after you beat this team by 73, I know they were missing guys, but you just got to come with better effort than that. Uh, and that's the reason why they lost this game. They didn't lose this game because Oklahoma City's better or they did anything particularly well because they only shot the ball. They threw 42.9%. It's not like they were setting the world on fire. You just didn't handle your business. And, and that's just the bottom line. And, and I kind of feared this when, when Ja came back. And, and, and again, man, you kind of saw some of this last night and even when Ja was off the floor tonight. But it just seems like the the force and effort that they played with when Jaw was out wasn't there tonight. It just seemed like they were standing around at times when he was in the game, watching the, to, to see if he could play hero ball and 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 win the game for him. And you just didn't see the communication. You didn't see the ball movement. And, and I, again, I hope this is something that they can get fixed. And we've talked about this only before. And I've talked about this outside of that little stretch in the bubble. We haven't really seen John and Jaron play well together. And again tonight they did uh jaren uh, another struggle in the tough game tonight even though didn't play well last night either but that's just kind of a, a, a something that we've seen over time and i'll watch it as it continues but that hopefully that's something they can get figured out uh because that's kind of been a, a theme that we've seen anytime they're both healthy on the floor together jaren usually struggles uh he, he's at his best seemingly when jaws off the floor are not playing and again we started again tonight and that, that, that can be a little bit worse uh, as we go forward. Hopefully, again, it's it's just anomaly, and we'll, we'll see that get better and the chemistry get better between those two. But it's something to watch.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not super concerned about it. Like, I, I agree with you in the fact that they have not played well together, but it's not something right now that I'm super concerned with. I, I feel like, you know, for a team where, like, in games like tonight when you're having that struggle – Maybe you stagger their minutes a little bit, and, and I know that that is not ideal. That's not what you want. You know, that's this is supposed to be one A and one B or one and two, whichever way you want to look at it. And so you want these guys to be able to play well together. But you know, Jaron, whenever Ja was out, Jaron was was killing it. You know, yeah, he had that ten game stretch where he was averaging twenty points a game. Yeah. And so you know, it's not. We know that Jaron has it. We know that he can do it. Whatever the disconnect is between, you know, I, I don't know if it's uh, a level of respect thing for Ja. Uh, you know, he knows what Ja is capable of. So he's not as aggressive out there because even in last night's game before the foul trouble, he was significantly more aggressive in that game than he was tonight. And what, what has to happen there, there's got to be communication between Ja and Jaren. And Ja has to let him know listen, We need you to be aggressive, even though I'm here on the floor and you know that Jai is going to, you know, command a certain amount of shots. He has to communicate with Jaron to let him know, hey, it's okay for you to play aggressive on the offensive end. I don't know for sure. I've not heard anything to say, you know, for certain that that's what it is. But it kind of feels like that might be the case, that, you know, maybe Jaron is hesitant because he knows what Jai is capable of and he doesn't want to step on his toes.
1: Yeah, because it's definitely nothing like in between them because, I mean, they're friends, like really good friends off the court, so that there's definitely no issue there. I I, I think it, it's probably exactly what you're saying. I think when Ja's in there, he, he knows, like you said, what what Ja can do. And Ja, at times, can put this team on his back and carry him. And I think not only Jared, I think that's for a lot of guys. I think they think, okay, well, I don't have to do as much. I mean, even X even kind of hinted at it the mm-hmm. other night in post postgame press conference saying that, he doesn't feel like they're a better team without John. It just feels like they play harder. And I'm like, man, that's not good. Like, why don't you play the same level when John's playing? Because you can be, you're be, you going to be an incredible team if you do that. And I think tonight they just kind of reverted back to kind of some of the things that, that we saw. Uh, but look, looking at the stat sheet here, man, and talking about the negative and the positive, another big night for Desmond Bain, man, 25 points, seven rebounds, two assists, one steal, uh, hella efficient, 10 of 20 from the field, five of nine from three in 36 minutes. Wasn't negative eight. You know how we talk about plus, minus, and really mean anything. But another big game for Bain, and you look at Josh's numbers. Uh, pretty solid numbers to come back in, in, in 28 minutes. 16 points, six rebounds, eight assists, two steals, a block. Did have four turnovers, six to 12 from the field. Did knock down a three, three or five from the free throw line. So, the numbers are good for Josh. Uh, and early on, he was kind of, and I tweeted about this, was kind of picking his the spots. There. He was kind of deferring to other guys, and then I think, when the team got down, he felt like he needed to be more aggressive, start going to the rim. So I think we're gonna see that increase more and more. But again, man, you just don't want to see the other guys go back into the shell. You want to kind of see them continue with the same ball movement, stop ball watching, and 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 just play free for an offense like we had seen them doing when Jaw was out. Because again, yeah, man, it seemed tight tonight, and effort wasn't there. I mean, I, it's just a tough loss, man. And it's some losses like you can. Say okay, well, man, they just got beat, but but tonight's one of those tough ones where this was going to stick with me for a couple days here.
0: Yeah, like the the loss last night to Portland. Portland is not a bad team, yeah, they're much better than their
1: record indicates. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies are a
0: better team, yeah, I really do. But you know, Portland's not a bad team, and you knew that after the Grizzlies went to Portland and beat them at home, that they would be coming in and they would be ready to play. And that's what happened. Norm Powell was great last night for the Blazers. Damian Lillard done what he needed to do. Um, you know, Dylan ha- had big numbers offensively, but it still wasn't it wasn't enough. And those big numbers offensively are fueled by the 25 shots that he took. Yeah. You know, that is that's one big I mean, issue that I have 40, when I'm looking 48 this.
1: shots in two games. <laughs> yeah.
0: when John Moran is back. Dylan Brooks should not be taking no,
1: 23 shots. 23 tonight. shots. There's no way. I mean, if anything, even Sharon should be taking 22, 23 shots. But I think before yeah. Dylan does, I mean, that's, that's just if he takes 23 shots and John Aaron on the floor, probably not gonna be a good night. That's just not yep. what you want to see from him. And again, 48 shots in two nights for a guy just like your third or fourth offensive piece. I mean, that's a lot of lot of shots, man. They got they gotta get that out of the control. And again, I think. They got a couple of days off and they had an opportunity to, to work on some things here. But it's gonna gonna be some growing things. I was hoping, I mean, the chemistry had been so good when when I was out of the floor, and I knew adding him back in, he's means so much to this team offensively and his usage rate is so high that it was gonna be a adjustment period. But you were just hoping it kind of happened quickly. You thought him coming back against Oklahoma City team, Thunder team, but they're vastly superior to that it wouldn't rear really add at tonight. But I think that was part of the problem. But there were other issues tonight too. Um again, because we saw some of the things from last night kind of carry over to this game and it, and it got worse.
0: Yeah. You know, big Kiwi had a big first quarter. I don't know that I like that nickname. I don't know if he, <laughs> he likes it. I can't go. Yeah. I
1: call a grown man, big Kiwi. That's just seems yeah, kind of weird. Especially weird. one that's big and strong. Even out of there, it's all a big Kiwi, man. I don't, I don't know about that one, man. <laughs>
0: 12 rebounds in the first quarter. And then, you know, no foul trouble. He plays twenty yeah, minutes. It's weird. And that's, the, the rotation, we, we've been having this conversation for three years now about Jenkins and his rotations, and I, I, I know that we semi had this conversation before we started recording. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't know why Stephen Adams only played 20 minutes tonight. He, he has been – it started off rough, and there, there was an adjustment period, and then Steven Adams put it together, and you saw this defense do a 180, man. Like this defense went from one of the worst in the league to one of the best in the league. And a lot of that was because of the adjustments Steven Adams made and, you know, being able, like getting comfortable with this defense, getting comfortable with the teammates, knowing where his assignments are and what he's supposed to do. And I can cheat a little bit here because I know this guy's a good help defender or like he, you learn these things over the course of the season and Everything's getting better. And then tonight, for some reason, 20 minutes out of Steven Adams when he was dominant in that first quarter. And and I don't know that there's anything that anybody can tell me that's going to convince me that that was a good decision.
1: I'm sure if, if you ask Jenkins, I'm not sure. I missed the first part of the press, so I'm not sure if anyone asked him this. He would probably say, well, they have guys like Mascala and guys that could step out in two threes. But I I, I wouldn't – that's not a good excuse to me because, I mean, guy got 12 rebounds – in the first quarter and the way he's anchored his defense and played really well defensively, the way he can pass the basketball. I mean, he's been too good to to sit on a bench in, in, in a game that you're struggling It. I mean, the guy has 12 rebounds in the first quarter and you don't barely even play him after that. Like you said, no, no foul trouble. It wasn't, it wasn't that. Um, I don't know, man. That's interesting. I, I wish, I wish I had been in there because I would have, if anybody hadn't asked him that I would have asked him like, what was the thinking there? Because that's, weird uh to me especially in that fourth quarter i think he could have really helped his team uh because there were a lot of offensive rebounds a lot of second chance points especially in i think that's that second and third quarter uh that okay was he was getting when he was off the floor what the grizzlies probably could have got those rebounds if he had been in the game so i don't know that's a that's a weird one we've talked about the rotations when jaw was out it hasn't been much of a problem because that's a lot of minutes to make up so he's playing lower bench guys anyway so it hasn't been a glaring issue and they've been winning so but tonight it kind of rid his ugly head again and now with job back i think it's 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 more paramount when he's in the game because he takes up so many minutes those other minutes the way they distributed it it, it it brings it to the forefront so that's something that we're gonna have to watch going forward but i mean again man i i, I don't get it like you you get a guy comes out and, and, and plays the way he did in the first quarter man i think he he should have played more minutes tonight
0: yeah i there's not anybody that they play at the five that I'm scared to match Steven Adams up on defensively. You know, I, I, is he going to get beat maybe a couple times? Uh, I, I don't know that that it's it's a guaranteed thing that, you know, um, you know, Mike Muscala can move without the ball pretty well. But Steven Adams is not JV. He, no, I not, mean, you know. he is big, but he's not sloth-footed like JV. He could get out there and he can guard in space. And so, yeah, like to a certain extent, yeah, matchups make a difference. But are any of those matchups going to be so slided to the Oklahoma City side that Steven Adams isn't going to make up for it on the offensive yeah. rebound side for the Grizzlies? I You're not going to convince me that that's the case. He, he was just ridiculous in that first quarter, man. It, it was insane. Anything coming off the rim, he was a vacuum. He was pulling it down because they had nobody strong enough to keep him off of the glass.
1: And that's what I was saying before we came on here. I was saying I think even looking at kind of what we just talked about about the matchup on OKC side, I think it would have been an advantage Grizzlies because I think any any losses that he made in guarding space, I think he would have more than made up for what he did inside and his rebounding the building. Uh, I don't think there's anybody this OKC team doesn't have anybody. Talented enough inside to just kill that matchup. So I, I, I'm sure that's probably what Taylor Jenkins would say if you asked him. But I, I don't, I don't agree with that at all, man. I think that was a mistake having him on the bench tonight.
0: Yeah, De- Derek Favors is is their best option whenever it comes to matching up physically against Stephen Adams, and and I like the odds for Stephen Adams in that matchup. You know, I just, I don't know. I'm not going to keep being a dead horse, man. You can't fix it now. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but. It's just things like that 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 make you question. There were there was a possession late when Brooks had the ball and Jenkins didn't call a timeout. That could have made a difference in this game. It wasted a lot of time off the clock there. I will. N- I, I'm not on the fire Jenkins trail. That's not what this conversation is by any stretch. But he's still learning as well. And this game right here, like that, when he didn't call that timeout how much time ran off of the clock before the Grizzlies got a bad shot there and and when you needed to go quickly, how much time ran off the clock? It's little stuff like that that wins and loses games. And right now, regular season, it doesn't make that much of a difference. But in a playoff series, when every single game matters, little mistakes like that can end up costing you a series. And I would rather see them get that figured out now than, you know, get to the playoffs and, and lose a series against a team that they can beat because they don't make the right decisions.
1: Yeah, it, it was about as bad as it could get up uh, down the stretch. Just so many blunders. Those the the, the off the tip the, the tip off the SGA dunk uh, that he got free on that when the inbound pass that got stolen by SGA. Uh, the, the the play where Kyle Anderson ended up throwing a prayer. At the buzzer, couldn't even get a good look at the basket. I mean, he's just no ball a movement, a lot of in
0: that possession. Man. Yeah, just None. no
1: ball movement. Just got just standing around ball watching. And uh, again, man, they got a couple days to, to get this worked out and, and hopefully work through some things with, with Job back. But again, they're staring at the game against the Golden State Warriors on, th- on Thursday. And you know, Grizz is the one that won two in a row uh, out there in the Bay Area. So you know, they're going to be looking to, to, to get a little revenge on this one. Um, and then Sacramento on Sunday, you just beat them out there. This past Sunday with a depleted roster. So you know they gotta be kind of kind of gunning for you as well. And then you got the Phoenix Suns on the back to back. a little bit of altitude there in Phoenix. So tough road trip coming up, man. And these are two that I feel like could have added in your back pocket, man. And, and, and you and you go over two. So yeah, man, you gotta go out there on the road and see if you can can get a couple of these back. But two tough losses on the home floor, man. And it's tough to lose a back-to-back. You're a good, good basketball team to go over two. On the home floor, back to back against anybody is pretty rough, but especially like I said earlier, two teams that you were pretty easily favored against. I think they were nine and a half point favorite tonight. I think maybe five and a half last night. So two two upsets uh, to, tonight, man. They got to got to go back to the drawing board. I think there's a lot on film that they can look at from the night's game, and, and it is not pretty. Yeah,
0: yeah, plenty to talk about. That's for sure. Grizzlies hold on to the four spot in the West, nineteen and thirteen is their record. There are two games up on the Clippers. Um, two and a half games up on the Nuggets and the Lakers, still in a good spot, still plenty of time to, you know, continue to, to, to hold and stay away from that play-in, which, you know, if I'm the Grizzlies, I'm, I'm completely okay not being in that play-in. I would love to see them host, uh, you know, home court advantage in the playoffs. We'll see how that goes. This team has shown us enough this year that I, I think that they're capable with the way that the, you know, the way the Western Conference is right now, the Nuggets aren't healthy. The Clippers aren't healthy. The Lakers are – you know, they look discombobulated. Luka and the Mavericks are playing terrible right now. You know, you've got the, – the Mavericks are are below the Timberwolves right now in the State. Yeah, man, it's – And I would have never guessed that headed into this season. So, it's – the Grizzlies are are still in a great spot, even after two tough losses at, on, on the home floor. But they got to put it together. They've got to figure out a way – to convince Dylan Brooks, even though Taylor Jenkins' system is designed for a guy like Dylan Brooks, you know somebody that's not scared to shoot the ball, you know Jenkins is like, you know his goal or his is the motto they say is "let that mother fly." Dylan Dylan Brooks is, is going to yeah. do it, you know. Yeah, he's going to do that
1: for sure.
0: You know, you, you have to understand the pecking order, and Dylan Brooks has the mindset that he is a one and he's going to throw up those shots. So, hopefully his jaw kind of gets his legs back under him after being out for a while. We see those shot attempts from Dylan Brooks go down. If he's taking good looks, I have no problems with it. But the way that he shot the ball tonight, that's an issue. Everybody that watched the game knows that that's an issue. And, again, I'll quit beating on him because that's my guy. I gas him up a ton. But still work to do, man.
1: Yep, man, just got to you got, gotta be better. I mean, again, you're not gonna be, play really well every night and again, man, even though he scored 37 points last night, there were some questionable shots last night as well, but I mean, at least, I mean, they needed all 37 of those points. That wasn't even enough. So, I can't give him a lot of grief for last night, but tonight, man, 23 shots, that's just too many, man, especially when you're, you're you're not making it, you're not feeling it. When he, they're going in, cool, but they, he wasn't making them tonight, and I think those shots would have been a lot better going to, to other guys down the stretch, but Oh man, um uh, just uh one oh two ninety nine, man. Thunder coming here and get a big victory. I think they've won two in a row and four of six now, I think. So they're on a little bit of a little bit of run. They're playing better. Uh, they beat some bad teams. I think the Grizzlies is probably the best team they beat in this run, but they are playing better. Uh SGA has been playing out of his mind the last few games. I mean, they got they got some guys on this team. Josh Giddy looks looks good. Look good tonight. Yeah. like I said, probably his best game as a pro. I think his previous career I was eighteen. I think he had he had nineteen eleven tonight. And, his size caused the Grizzlies problems all night. Uh, they they just couldn't, couldn't couldn't get a handle on him job, giving up a lot of size there, and he was just able to kind of get in the paint and get to the basket and, and, and drive and kick the guys, and, and they made shots. I mean, you have to give the Thunder some credit, but, yeah, man, the Grizzlies yeah, yeah. should not lose to this team.
0: They, the, the Thunder wanted this game more, and it, and it showed. You oh, there's no doubt. It late, you could see it. A lot, lot of good young talent on that team, uh, Lou Dort, uh, JRE, Josh Giddy, Shea Gillis-Alexander, Darius basically Poku. You know, Poku didn't exactly have a great game, but, you know, th- th- this, they're the youngest team in the league with a, a new head coach, so they're still learning, man, and, and that's you you see tonight.
1: Yeah, they didn't lay down.
0: You know, like the, they, they've got plenty of guys that want to fight out there, so, man, I, I really don't have anything else. They, the, these games like this. Are tough. They're hard to watch. I'm not really hard. This game wasn't that hard to watch. It was it was tough to swallow a loss in this game. If they had turned this around, it still wouldn't have been a great game. But you know, I I don't mind close games if they're given the effort, but no effort is something there's not a good excuse for no effort. I, I don't know
1: you, you could just gotta you I was gonna say you could just yeah. gotta feel it down to stress that they weren't gonna win this game. just usually when you don't give effort like this and you make a lot of mistakes and things that you shouldn't be doing, usually ends up losing. It's just karma, I guess. And it just felt like, it always felt like coming down the stretch of this fourth quarter, I kind of felt like Oklahoma City was going to win because the Grizzlies just shot themselves in the foot, man. I mean, just no excuse, like you said, for coming out and not having the effort. I mean, I know you look across at an opponent, a team that struggled, the youngest team in the NBA, and you think, oh, well, we got a job back. We're just going to come out here and, and win and, and teams in the nba i don't care how bad they are they're not gonna lay down especially a team that you beat by 73 points the last time you played them. i mean they're not gonna come out here and lay down for you and i think that kind of was, was the mindset i mean you could even look at the body language the body language wasn't great at, at a lot of points during the game you just saw guys with their hands on their hips There's not a lot of a lot of oomph, so to speak i mean you just didn't see that normal force that they played with before these last two games and, and that's what happened man you come out and let a team get confidence like that after the first quarter and it just kept rolling. Um, the shots kept falling for them and they got confidence going downhill and they end up getting a big win for them, man. So, shout out to them. Uh, again, that I think this house, again, is I don't think it has anything to do with Oklahoma City and uh, everything to do with the Grizzlies. And they just got to gotta be better than this and got to be more consistent. Uh, and I know they've won a lot of games and now you kind of hit a rough, rough patch and you got some tough games coming up. How do you get off the mat? I think that's the biggest question and what what are they gonna look like? How are they gonna get a great job back in? And those gonna be questions that, that we answer over the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I don't wanna hear or see any of the the nonsense of this team. Is this team better without
1: jobs? Man, it's all over Twitter, right? I saw it, I was like, man, I had to, to My, get off. I'm I, like, I can't yeah,
0: deal I, with I didn't this. even when I, I kind of I, I tweeted a little bit in the second half. Now, I wasn't real active during this game on Twitter, but I I wanted them to win this game because I didn't want to hear those kind of yeah, takes.
1: you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming.
0: If you legitimately think that this team is better without John ja Morant, you have absolutely no idea. <laughs> you, you, have nothing, you have no sense, no basketball sense at all. It, it, that's, it's ignorant to think that this team is better without John ja Morant. It was a rough night. They definitely didn't meld together well tonight with him coming back after being out for a while. You know, there was some chemistry stuff. Sure, you you can point to all of those things.
1: You also missed missing miss Ty, but don't forget they're missing Tyus Jones. And I think that yeah. was a big loss tonight as well. I we hadn't even mentioned that and I forgot uh to, to mention that. But I think that was a, a big cause as well when jobs off the floor have to have other guys on the ball with his uh vein of melting and not having Tyus Jones to run that second unit. I think that was a big loss as well tonight.
0: Yeah, I would have liked to seen the ball in Kyle Anderson's hand a little bit more. Yeah,
1: I, I, I said that, the same you know, thing.
0: That, that's I, I like Melton, but Melton is way better without the ball in his hand than he is with the ball in his hand. And so, you know, that's neither here nor there. Again, final score of the game 102 to 99. Grizzly, the Grizzlies fall to 19 and 13 on the season. Next up is OKC. No, it's not. They just played OKC. <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Thursday <laughs> in, in Oakland. Are they in San Francisco now? I have no idea. Did, where's the yeah? yeah.
1: They're, they're they're in San Francisco. Okay, now. Yeah. all right. So it's in San
0: Francisco, building. Golden State Curry, <laughs> the greatest shooter of all time. That's debatable, but we won't we won't get into that. You got anything else before we get out of here, man?
1: No, man. I think just uh, uh, again, man. Tough two losses. Tough road trip coming up. But man, and, and I know this is tough, but I'm going to say, man, I I would love to see them find a way to go two and one. I mean, they're not going to be favored to do that again. They'll be favorites of am sure in Sacramento even though I think that's going to be a tough game because they just beat them and they're also 2-0 and o against them on the season so they, especially if they, if they, if they have some of their guys back they're going to be look gunning for the Grizzlies as well uh, but I say you win that when you find a way to win one of these other two at, at gold State at Phoenix if you could find a way to go 2-1 and one, um, and coming back home I think that would be fantastic
0: yeah man they gotta do something they better play better than they did in these last two games or they're going to be in trouble uh-huh. Could easily, sure. could easily be 0 3 on this trip if they're not careful. So we will get out of here. We'll be back with a post game. Hopefully, we'll see how it goes. This is my own call week. So sometimes we can do it, sometimes we cannot. But Lord willing, we will be here for a post game Thursday night after the Golden State game. That'll be a late one. That's our favorite games. Isaac, yeah, another, another,
1: yeah, another late night tip at 9 p.m. At least the Sacramento games at 5 p.m. on Sunday. So not a late night tip for that one, even though it's West Coast. Then Phoenix is not so bad. It's 8 p.m. on Monday. So uh, you're pretty good outside of Thursday night. Thursday night would be a late one. But outside of that, we're pretty good to, to have a three game West Coast trip and only have one really late game.
0: Yeah, got, got lucky there. So. We'll go ahead and get out of here. Before we go, we'll let you know about our partners here at Sports Ethos. I still want to say Hootball. Every yeah, yeah, time. I heard it, man. I, I heard it about to man. come out. <laughs> yeah, every single time. Uh, MyBookie.ag, best online sportsbook out there. More lines and better odds for the players than anywhere. Go over there and sign up. Use our promo code. The promo code is still Hootball with MyBookie.ag. That will change shortly. We're working on getting that done. But they match your initial deposit 50% up to $1,000 and they have a ton of prop bets. Go over there, get you a big parlay going, throw fifteen dollars in to win about ten grand. Let them know that we sent you. Get those bonus bucks and win some money. Follow the guys over at Sports Ethos Gaming. They will help you out. I just kind of wing it on my own. Maybe I should start following them. I would probably win some more money. But we appreciate the guys over at MyBookie. They've been with us for a while. Again, the promo code is Hootball for an initial deposit match, fifty percent up to a thousand dollars. You can get the show on Twitter at Ethos Grizzlies, E T H O S Ethos Grizzlies. I'm at D Will Two One One One. Isaac, let them know where they can find you, you and get us out of here, man.
1: Yeah, man. You can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals That's I S A A C underscore Rivals, man. Thank everyone for tuning in to the program and going over to Ed, Ethos Grizz, Grizzlies and supporting us, man. The like, follow, man. Follow us on Twitter. We love interacting with Grizzlies fans, uh, so we appreciate that. And we'll be back sometime later this week uh, with a post-game. Until next time, Dave, I've been We gone.
0: And that will conclude our Sports e presentation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.